0: Christ is risen from the grave. <laughs> and we just sit here and we're on our phones or you're talking to somebody or you don't really know what's going on and that's okay. Or maybe you've been a part of church for a long time and maybe you don't like that song. But how can you get past Christ is risen from the grave and it not like do something to you. And maybe it did. I couldn't see everybody. The lights were on you and it's dark and my eyes were closed. But man, I just hope you don't miss it. Don't wait for Sunday, for Easter, for you to realize that Christ is risen from the grave. I mean, I I can't say that without Christ is risen from the grave. That's really hard to do. Say it not smiling. Nobody else has ever risen. Nobody else has ever come back from death and defeat death like Christ. And sometimes, church, we can just go through the motions and we know Easter's coming and we're gonna come to church and we're gonna celebrate him being alive and then we're gonna go and hunt eggs and eat chocolate bunnies and we miss it and I don't want you to miss it this year I don't want you to miss it right now I don't want you to miss it when I'm talking I don't want you to miss it when I'm done I don't want to miss it when you get in your car and you leave I don't want to miss it tomorrow morning when your alarm clock goes off and you're like no Christ is risen every day if you are a Christian and you've accepted Christ into your heart that is Easter. Not just once a year that is put on our calendar. And when we sing songs talking about Christ is risen, every single song we sing in here is about him. Don't miss it. I'm so glad y'all are here tonight. I know there's a lot of events going on, especially in high school. There's, There's track and softball, a lot of makeup stuff for yesterday. Some of you are here even though uh, you, you played your game or did your deal and you showed up and that is incredible. It's awesome. So thank you for being here and making live a priority in your life. It really is cool what's going on here. Last week was incredible. We started a, a start this series, Escape Artist, talked about the jail. We talked about Paul and Silas and them singing together and then an earthquake happened and their foundation was messed up. And then they were free and the jailer almost killed himself. They said, don't kill yourself. And the whole family accepted Christ and they got baptized. I told that message 15 of 15 people last week from this room made Jesus Christ who was risen. They made him their Lord and savior last week for the very first time. Yeah. <laughs> 15 people and 11, as you saw on the video, 11 teenagers went under the water and came back up saying, I am brand new. The old you is gone going under the water. That's what a symbol symbolizes and you're a new creation. And said, yes, it's awesome. 11 people. That's, that's unheard of, especially in student ministry. And so, and so teenagers, let me just tell you, man, God is moving through you by you telling other people about this place and you showing up and sitting there and listening to Brett sing amazing and me talk about who knows what. It really is amazing what God is doing through you and in this city. And so I want to do today is part two of Escape Artist. And so if you have a Bible, I want you to turn to Matthew 4. I want to turn to Matthew 4. I'm going to start in Matthew 3. And it's awesome to see more of you bringing your Bibles and taking notes as you're turning there to Matthew 4. It's in the New Testament. I also don't want you to miss out, our church does something really cool. It's called the Passion Week Experience. It's where you can go through and partake in the Passion Week. You see the coins, you see the cross, you see the crown of thorns, you're in the garden. I I want to encourage you guys to do that. That's in our youth area. It's open every day from pretty much 8 a.m. to 8 or 9 p.m., Every single day this week, for the rest of the week, it's done Friday at 9. And so I want want you to do that, man. It would be awesome for you and your family or you and you to go through it. Just show up tomorrow. You got early dismissal, and that's great. And you're like, sweet, I'm going to the mall. No. Come do the Passion Week experience, and then go to the mall or whatever you do on your early dismissal. I have no idea because I'm old. and I've just, whatever. Okay. Come check it out. Also, this weekend, we have our Easter services Saturday. So don't clap. I know I paused. Like, do I, what do I do? Don't clap. Uh, but I, it's weird. Saturday at 430 right here. And then after that, we have a crazy extravaganza going on. Have food trucks and inflatables and stuff for little kids. Okay, y'all. All right, so back off the egg hunts. Rude. Sunday morning at 9.30 and 11, same service as the Saturday, we would like for you guys to come on Saturday with your families to clear up room for those who only come to church once a year, and that's on Easter, and I mean that. If you come to church normally on Sunday, I want you to come on Saturday at 4.30 to clear up room for those who know that Easter's on the calendar and they need to go to church that one time a year. So clear up some seats for us, for them. Here we go. Matthew 3, Escape Artist part two. We're going to talk about Jesus escaping temptation. Matthew 3, verse 16. As soon as Jesus was baptized, what? Jesus was baptized. Jesus was baptized. He went down under the water and he came up. As soon as he was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting on him. Check out verse 17. And a voice from heaven said, that's my boy. Yeah. Go Jesus. You know what I mean? That's, that's what happened. That's my son. You the man. I mean, I know, I know, I know what that's like. Not at all. Because I, my son is not the savior of the world. Okay. At all. His name is Ayler. What does that mean? Ailer. I don't know nothing, okay? It's just like <laughs> Jesus means like a lot, like a whole entire, uh, you know, religion is named after him. It's pretty awesome. Jesus Christ. Cool. Ailer head. N- nothing at all. Okay. Just, just a three-year-old <laughs> who is awesome. Uh, he, I, I know what it's like to be proud of my son. He's, That's my boy. Like he is, he's crazy. Okay. He's into like standing on things and balancing, like high High things, all right? We have a little slide in our tiny backyard. Like, our backyard is, like, as big as this, like, sliver right here, okay? And we put a swing set back there. I don't know why, but so our backyard is a swing set. And Ayler the other day, instead of going down the slide on your rear like you should, no, no, he jumped from the top. He jumped like, oh, that, that's my boy. Don't ever do that again. Or the other day, he, so... Poor Ayler, Okay, so, so my daughter, Emmy, she's older, and so we got a lot of pink stuff for her, okay? Firstborn, we're like, give her everything. Pink everything. Pink scooter, pink bike, pink everything. So Ayler, poor, poor child, he, he rides a pink bike. <laughs> I'm proud of him. He's a man, all right? And he just started riding it with training wheels, and I'm like, that's my boy. You're the man. Even though it's pink, whatever, okay? It's okay. Real men ride... Pink bikes? I don't know. But anyways, that's what we see right here is is that this is my son whom I love. That's God like, yes. In baptism, guys, don't go another step in your walk with the Lord. If you've accepted Christ and you've never been baptized, you need to do it. Check this out. That is your first step in obedience to following Christ. And if you're not willing to do that, then what else are you willing not to do? And so, man, let's do that. And we'll have an opportunity here in a little bit. And we can baptize you tonight. You saw it right here. And what a great picture of Easter, by the way. Of death. For I bear you with death. And raised to walk in the newness of life. That's what we say when we baptize you. Raise you to walk. It's a great picture of Easter, of Jesus dying, and then three days later. We're not going to keep you down for three days under the water, okay? That's a long time. But it's a great picture of Jesus dying and rising again. That's exactly what baptism is. And let's look what happens. Check this out. As soon as Jesus was baptized, it goes right into Matthew 4. So as soon as he kind of starts out, and y'all know what I'm talking about, as soon as you make this awesome decision for Christ, it's like, oh, everything is great. No, sometimes it gets really hard. Look what happens to Jesus. And if this is gonna to happen to Jesus, I can imagine how many times this has happened to us. So we go right when he was baptized, right into chapter four, Matthew four, says this. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. <laughs> Thanks, Spirit, for leading me into the desert of all places, not leading me into, I thought Pizza Hut, and I don't know why, but leading me in, I don't know, what? what's my, you'll hear about this issue later. But the Spirit led him into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Okay, just got baptized, come out of the water, now I'm being led by the Spirit. And, and Jesus understood temptation. It says the Spirit led him into temptation, the Lord's Prayer. Think about this, fast forward. In the Lord's Prayer, it says, he says, Jesus says, as he's praying, and lead us not into temptation. Uh, he knows a little bit about temptation. He's being led by the Spirit into temptation. In his prayer, he's like, seriously, don't lead us into temptation because that's really hard. He knows about temptation. He knows everything that you've been tempted with and he knows how to overcome it. Verse two, after fasting for 40 days, fasting means not eating in this sense right here. And after fasting for, this is just a random, you wanna memorize a Bible verse? Here you go. Matthew 4, two, after fasting for 40 days, he was hungry. Crush that one, okay? So what's your favorite verse? He fasted for 40 days and he was hungry. No one's saying that. John 3.16, for God's love. Awesome. Don't be that guy or girl. Be the one. For He fasted for 40 days and he was hungry. (laughs) That's awesome. Why is that in there? Because he fasted for 40 days and he was hungry. Because we need to know that. Because temptation really, truly happens when we are, at times, very weak. And now right here, I don't know if Jesus was weak, but I do know that he was hungry. And really, I want you to think about something. Temptation truly shows your confidence in God. Write that down. Temptation shows your confidence in God. Because when you are tempted, your reaction and how you act on that temptation is going to show your confidence or trust or faith in God. And I want to show you the confidence and faith that Jesus has in his father who is so proud of him. So he fasted for 40 days. He's hungry. The tempter came to him and said, if you're the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? That is rude, Satan. You know I haven't eaten in 40 days. You want this rock to become bread. I love bread, okay? You go to to Italian restaurants, what do they serve? Bread, okay? And you put in a little hey hey sauce, and oh, so good. You tell me I haven't eaten for 40 days, and I can turn this podium into a giant loaf of bread? Ah! no! That's what he did! Are you serious? Or think about your favorite thing ever. You haven't eaten for 40 days. And then someone goes, hey man, I'm gonna turn this into bread. You're like, or whatever. Ice cream, creamistry, whatever. Okay, I don't know. The place is the bomb, all right? That was a free shout out for y'all. Thank you. After fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Guys, there is so much at stake when you are being tempted. Check this out, and please stop chatting to the people next to you. There is so much more at stake that you don't see when you are being tempted. Because in the moment you may think, man, you know, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and fall into this temptation. Or you don't even think it's a temptation. You just kind of do it. And you don't realize the damage that it causes to you and all the people that you love. My parents were that way. They didn't understand the damage that they were being tempted with when they had affairs on each other. And the damage it did as I went through them being divorced multiple times. They didn't understand the damage They were just kind of in the moment and went for it. They didn't understand the damage of them selling drugs and doing drugs in my house when I was little and what that would do to me. They just kind of saw it and they went for it. Let me tell you something, when you are being tempted by the enemy, you don't know what's at stake. What if Jesus gave in and said, you know what, I'm hungry. I'm gonna do that, I want these stones to become bread. What if he did that, if he did that, if he gave in? You know what's at stake? Everything, us. We're not here today. We're not talking about Jesus. You don't know what is at stake. That one decision of you giving in to the enemy can crush you and your future. Verse three, the tempter came to him and said, "'If you're the son of God, tell these stones to become bread.'" Satan's pretty smart. Verse four, Jesus answered, it is written. Every time he is tempted, he says, it is written. Every time he is tempted, he says, it is written. Not, oh, let me check Google. Oh, let me talk to my friends. Hey, let me Snapchat that. I don't really know. No, every time his response to the enemy is, it is written. Saying, it is written in the Bible. It is written by Moses. He is defeating the enemy with scripture. It is written. It is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. He is quoting Deuteronomy, where Moses is talking to the Israelites saying, hey, you know what? You don't need all this. All you need is God. Verse five, then the devil, okay, so that didn't work. Temptation one, didn't get him. Ha ha. Verse five, then the devil took him to the holy city, had him stand on the highest point in the temple. Satan says, if you are the son of God, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down. For it is written, He will command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. He is saying, test God. He is saying right now, jump from this building and when you do, God will protect you. You ever tested God before? I'm sure you have. You ever just decided, you know what? I'm just gonna do this. Testing God would be, for example, you're dating somebody who is not a Christian, but you know you shouldn't be, but you pray about it. That's doing something and testing God, hoping that he comes in and saves the whole situation when you know you shouldn't be doing it in the first place because it's gonna bring you down anyways. Not me, I promise, yeah, you. Or taking a test, <laughs> this was my ideal. Going in and taking a test and kinda pray about it at the moment, Lord, if you're real, help me pass this test. He's like, are you serious? I'm not a genie in a bottle. What are you doing? Or I'm just going to step out on faith. You hear that a lot by older Christians. I'm going to step out on faith. What? You just got to take a step out on faith. What? God's like, uh, that's not my idea. So how about you do what is written and you follow me every single part of every decision you make. Don't test God. Because you think that God is gonna bail you out. Well, he's God, so he'll take care of me. No, okay, God's like, uh, you know, not really my idea. You go for it, see what happens. Verse seven, Jesus says to him, it is written, underline that, do not put the Lord God to your test. It is written. Verse 8. Again, the devil took, again, number 3. Strike 1, strike 2, strike 3. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain, showed him all the kingdom of the world and all their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. He says, if you will worship me, Satan says, if you'll just bow down this one moment, this one thing, this one chance, I will give you everything you've ever wanted. I will give you all authority in heaven and on earth. I will give it all to you right now. Just bow down, Jesus. Satan says, Jesus, bow down, you get it all. You ever been in that moment? You're like, no, I've never been offered everything, but you've been offered a lot at one time. And if you just do this one thing, one time, right now, it could help you some way. And really, you know, I shouldn't do this. But you're like, man, no one's gonna know about it, no one's gonna find out. If I do this right now, this is gonna make me popular, this is gonna do this, this is gonna do this. But you know you shouldn't do it. You just give it all up for that one moment. That is what Satan is saying, just, just, just get on your knees. That's all you have to do and you'll have everything. Remember, temptation, your response will show your confidence in God. You are tempted all the time. If you continue to fail and continue to give in, how's your confidence in God? All authority will be given to Jesus if he bows down and worships Satan When Jesus died and he rose again in the Great Commission, which is his final command to the disciples, he says, all authority has been given to me. I want you to understand something. Jesus comes back twice from his first temptations of the enemy and he says, and the Lord's prayer, lead us not into temptation. And right here he says, in the Great Commission, by the way, Satan, you offered me all authority. <laughs> I died, I rose again, and because of that, because I defeated death, all authority has been given to me. I win. You can't get me. Jesus, wins every time and look what he says to him in verse 9 all this I will give you he said if you bow down and worship me verse 10 Jesus said to him away from me Satan Exclamation point for it is written Again he goes back his response is biblical for it is written worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Verse 11, then the devil left him and angels came and attended him. You ever tempted by the devil, here's what you do. Satan, get out of here. Satan, leave. Satan, flee. In the name of Jesus, Satan, get out of here. And I don't know what your temptation is. I have no idea. I have no clue what that is. But in those moments, You wanna fight through it, not give in? Out loud, say, Satan, you got nothing here. In the name of Jesus, go. And he will flee. But he's not stupid, he'll come back. He'll come back. And you have to do it again, and again, and again, and again, and again. So right now, how are you being tempted? Are you escaping that temptation or are you giving in? your response. Jesus' response? Bible. The Word of God. You want to overcome things? You can't do it. Check this out. You can't do it. You can't overcome temptation. He can, and you can through Him. Students, adults, whoever's watching this, don't let today go by and you continue to give in to the same temptation. Stop. You know what it is right now. You know what it is. So stop. Well, I can't. Then I would say, I would say you have no confidence in Jesus Christ who died on a cross and rose again for you. say you can't and you're not willing to, you don't know Jesus. If you're not willing to change and you're not willing to stop, I would say, what are you doing? Because we have a way out. He gives us a way out. And so go to Him. So how's your confidence? How, How is your confidence in the Lord? some of you is very strong and i love to hear the stories some of you are just crushing it for jesus christ but some of you in this room right now you need a savior check this out you need someone in your life that can rescue you from where you are and pull you out of the junk that you're in and i want to give you that opportunity right now with no one looking around